back. Hello and welcome to Video City, where there's no membership required, and obviously the master cylinder circuitry reacted adversely to the purity of the gold binding on the ancient book, therefore shorting out its system and all of the Duke cylinders and cubes which derive their power from the master cylinder. I'm Brent! I'm Joe! And I'm Travis! And today, we have a treat, at least as far as I'm concerned, it's my pick today. It is 1991 slash 88 slash 92 slash 92's Felix the Cat, the movie. This one is formative for me, but before we kind of start going into it, fellas, have you ever seen this movie before? I didn't know this was a thing. Okay. I remember Felix the Cat as a character, but I, I certainly didn't know there was a, a movie. A, 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 a movie revival? Yeah, no, this was, a, this was brand new. I, shit, I forgot Felix existed. You're like, oh, there's a movie we're going to watch. Right. And I was like, oh, okay. Now, when you say, I never knew this shit existed, do you mean just this movie or Felix I the mean, Cat? I mean, Felix the Cat. I, was Felix the Cat not the cat on the wall clock? You know, I don't know. strikingly similar. Well, it's funny you should say that, Travis, because I'm ready to go into an 80-hour diatribe about Felix the Cat. Um, I actually don't know if the clock cat is Felix. I don't think it is. Uh, but I, what is true about Felix is that Felix the Cat was the very first made-for-cartoons character uh and kind of was the first like merchandising craze like predated mickey mouse predated bugs bunny so there was a lot of felix merchandise i don't know if the clock cat is actually felix okay yeah is that definitely i mean i i know the essence of but i've known felix obviously there was a video game Mm-hmm. Felix, uh, yeah, which was surprisingly fun. Yes, yeah, it's just being around, but I certainly didn't know this movie existed. Yeah, um, if there was a cartoon when we were little, I didn't watch it. Me neither. Was I didn't there? even know that. Yes. Oh, so well. Uh, mm, uh, no. Yes. Kind of. So were we too young? We're too young. Okay. So uh, because you, none of y'all have ever seen this, uh, I'll I'll pop in and give the background on this. Um, so. I actually found this movie because I played the Nintendo game Felix the Cat, which was super fun. Like super you said. fun. Actually really good. That's what you learn about Felix, his magical bag of tricks. It turns into like a helicopter or whatever. Right. Yeah. Uh, fun little platformer. Yeah. Action-y game. Um, I was, as a kid, not just with movie rentals, but also video game rentals. I had a Nintendo Entertainment System boy, and I would play fucking anything. Yep. Especially if it had a cute little cartoon mascot on it. Uh, and Felix was one of those ones where it's like, oh, it actually turned out to be really good. So uh, one weekend, I took a trip to Video City, my local video store, uh, and I saw, I just went to the animation section, I saw Felix the Cat the movie. I had just played the Nintendo game. I was on a visitation weekend to my dad, because I am a child of divorce, and I was like, let's go, dude. You were, were the kid. This. I was the kid. Yeah, yeah. I was that kid. You see the introduction episode, I think, uh, for that reference. But yeah, like... um. I checked it out, and there are, like, two movies. And, and, and as a little background to myself, and I, I promise I won't go long here, uh, to hit the fucking end credits. Um, it's, I always wanted to be, when I was a kid, I wanted to be an animator. I loved cartoons. I always have. Uh, I used to draw a lot and, like, cartoon a lot. Joe, you and I had a very, yep. very brief, <laughs> never saw the light of day, probably, thank God, uh, little webcomic we we're going to make. I think it would have held up. Eh, maybe uh, all roads lead to Slayer is still a very funny gag. Anyway, uh, 
I wanted to be a cartoonist. So I was always obsessed with animation and loved watching cartoons. Um, and most of the time when you're a kid and you just rent a cartoon movie on the weekend, you're probably fine. There are two that were not okay. And have probably shaped for better and especially for worse who I am today. One is Felix the Cat, the movie, which we're about to talk about. The other that I thought about requesting first, but I'm going to wait is Ralph Bakshi's wizards. Another I haven't seen. Oh, buddy. <laughs> Can't wait. So stay tuned for that listener. Anyway. So this was a movie that I was at my dad's house and I would just get like a pile of rentals, you know, like video city. You had like deals. It was like, you know, a weekend rental or a week long rental. And I would just get like collections of old Looney Tunes or like movies or whatever. And one was Felix got the movie. And I remember watching it. My dad had gone to bed. I was sitting in the living room. It's pitch black. I'm just, you know, sitting crisscross applesauce in the middle of the, in the middle of the tape of the living room, the big TV in front of me. And I turned this on and it fucked me up <laughs> um, in my head, in my memory. Cause I have never seen this again since that time. It's been a, probably about damn near 30 years since I've seen this movie. I have always remembered certain scenes. And we'll get to that. But I was like, I, I won't say I was like traumatized. That's a bit overdramatic, but like it stuck with me in a way that you would not expect Felix the cat to stick with you. Uh, but that's why I had to go when, when they were like, what is a video you remember renting from the, you know, the video store when you're a kid, Felix the cat, let's go. Um, so just a little background, especially for now, Felix the cat has not appeared in any media since I think about 15 years. Uh, the last bit of media that Felix was in was actually, I, I believe a Japanese anime, uh, about baby Felix. Maybe there was like a slight thing after that, but I, if I remember correctly, uh, because Felix was a very early character that kind of made impressions in Europe and across the world, like Japan apparently has a very big soft spot in their hearts for Felix the cat. So they made this weird chibi Felix baby anime. I don't know. Uh, but Felix started in 1919, I believe. Um, he was first called master Tom. Uh, he was a Tom cat in a, in a, uh, cartoon, old cartoon, silent film cartoon, uh, would play obviously before a feature film in the, in the silent so Nickelodeon just playing Joplin on the piano. Yeah, just something like that. It's like, Hey gads, cat, what are you doing? You know, like, you know, the words pop up and all that. Uh, initially Felix was drawn very much as like a normal cat. Um, I could go into the creation and who made him. I don't want to get into all that because that'll go on way too long, but eventually over time, uh, Felix became more anthropomorphic. Um, would start walking, you know, on all, on his on his hind legs, and he would eventually get kind of the spaghetti noodle, classic cartoon legs that allowed him to move more freely and comically. The eyes got bigger, the head got rounder, and I would say it's probably in like the late twenties or so that the Felix that we kind of see in the movie took form. So Felix was a huge silent movie, silent film era star. Um, but then kind of right as that was going, you started to get talkies kind of coming in. The creators of Felix were very, uh, old heads in that way. They did not want to make Felix a talkie. They it's just to, a fad. Yeah. It's just a fad. It'll, it'll go away. Uh, it didn't, uh, steamboat Willie and Walt Disney fucking exploded onto the scene with these, you know, synchronized, uh, you know, made for sound cartoons. And then in the late twenties, uh, Felix tried to do a revival where he was also a talking cat. Uh, they were very poorly received. Basically the world was fucking over Felix at that point. And it kind of stagnated until I believe the fifties or sixties, uh, there was a color, uh, Felix run. That's where you enter the bag of tricks. Uh, first, like initially Felix was just a character that he would just kind of, you know, respond to whatever's happening around him. No gimmicks. He was just yeah. the character of Felix. 
Um, but later in the, in the new color version, he got the magical bag of tricks and he got his uh, recurring friends slash nemesis, Poindexter and the Professor, which are present in this movie. Um, that's also where you came with the Felix theme song, The Wonderful, Wonderful Cat, uh, which they whistle here nostalgically in the very opening of the movie, which I think is very funny because no fucking kid <laughs> in 1988 is going to know what this fucking theme song is. So Poindexter and the uh, Professor. Mm-hmm. Again, I have I, I know Felix as, a, as an entity, as a character, but yeah. never there was a cartoon i've never seen it those are those are like lifelong nemesis you have dork boy and his grandpa i i think the professor is a nemesis i think poindexter is like a frenemy like so, maybe to because they they they, they he's it seems like at the beginning i gotta steal that bag i'm yeah, the bad right. guy yeah. but then they're hanging out right they're all fine by the end they're of buddies it. so for me to research this movie i played the nintendo game because i'd never done any felix yeah. anything mm-hmm. and it gives you like this brief cut scene at the beginning on the nintendo game mm-hmm. where it's just like felix's nemesis the professor is trying to get his bag of tricks okay there you go okay and i was so, like oh, okay that makes more sense yeah so maybe the professor's always wanted the bag but i i watched a couple of old felix cartoons from each kind of each iteration era. of felix um and in the one that i saw which dealt with master cylinder who oddly enough is another dimensional yeah recurring character recurring villain really yeah uh cubes and cylinders so badass no the cubes are movies only i think those are are the most badass villains of all time (laughs) just the the cube you create a world of creatures it's cube was that like an old video it's like an old like cube whatever never mind uh but the cylinder was so the the one that I saw it was like Felix is just hanging out with Poindexter, but and they're like they're just chilling. But then Poindexter's like, oh, I got a distress signal from space, and it's Master Cylinder. Felix is like, don't get Master Cylinder, he's evil. And then Poindexter knocks out Felix to bring back Master Cylinder, but like just because he wants to like study him or something, or like maybe he's like, I would be rude of me not to. So it's like oh, they start off manners. as friends. You don't want to show up empty-handed. Very weird. Um, so, yeah, that was like, that came around. They tried to bring Felix back as kind of like your normal, just, you know, a Tom and Jerry or whatever. Like, here's like a running, or maybe like a Hanna-Barbera kind of cartoon. Yeah, sure. Here's just your character you're making out of. Uh, again, it didn't catch on. So what this was, was after the Felix, uh, you know, IP basically uh, passed hands a few times, this was supposed to be a re, like a kind of the, the springboard for a new series. Oh, he's coming back. He's, he's, coming he's back, back, baby. Yeah, he's this was supposed back. to launch the new one. Yeah, this was like... And Felix that's why they back. sent it to uh, Eastern Europe to get Now, there? we don't know about all that. Uh, I, I think this is obviously some coked up fucking exec was like, fucking Felix, yeah, let's do it. It's a, it's a merchandise, go. yeah. Then they looked at the fucking budget sheet and were like, uh, can you deal with like half of what I got you? And they're like, well, let's send this to fucking Slovenia or whatever that they can finish this animation. Like, let's trade hands with this like 10 times. Yeah. And I don't mean to steal from super troopers, but it's Afghanistan animation. Yeah. It, it's yeah. damn near. It's, it's real worker in parasite ex Soviet block Simpsons ass kind of deal going here. Although I think you can kind of tell when it changed hands and, and we'll get to that. I want to get to that as we kind of start talking about the movie, but there's no real cast to speak of here. Uh, the voice actors, uh, the, the one who plays the Duke of Zill, who's the, the villain in Wack Lazardi and Pym, um, is a guy who did some Thundercats voices. He voiced, voiced Tigra, or I think it's Tigra, right? Or yeah. Tigra? Tigra? I never I watched Thundercats. Tigra. I love Thundercats. I can't believe, I, I'm ashamed that I can't remember this. But uh, in that, and the voice of Felix was, I believe, a guy who mostly did radio. Um, 
the voice of uh, the princess is someone who is not credited for anything and has no Wikipedia page. I looked that up. There was surprising. like like there was multiple people for like either the voice of the princess or like the voice of something. Really? So you could tell that it was they're just swapping them out. The princess saying, had more than one voice. I think so. Yeah. When I was looking up the cast, I believe the princess had more than one voice. At least uh, the internet. You know, yeah, yeah. why would a sign lie to a man? It's impressive. Do you really think someone would do that? Go on the internet and tell lies? I know. What, what? Especially that specific lie, like, oh, I'm going to get him good. Yeah, I got him on Princess Ori. And Oriana. if they did, they got me. Yeah. Because I just spat it out live on Fucking the internet. Owned, yeah. And you can't lie on the internet. That's so. true. It's against the law. So now it's forever true. Yeah, Interpol is going to come. Internet police, not international police, are coming to get you. <laughs> well, that's really. Um, well, it's it's impressive that if the princess Oriana did have multiple actresses, that none of them could actually voice act. That's no, not well. a real impressive. Yeah, there's thing. never a picture associated with her name. On you the try show. you try voice acting when your lips don't move. That's we'll get to that too, baby. Let's go. Okay, so as so that's that's kind of my just general background on Felix the Cat. Uh, there actually was after this years later, there was one more semi-successful Felix revival that kind of was a more fourth wall breaking. Kind of like think of the era of like Cartoon Network and like Angry Beavers on Nickelodeon, like that kind yeah. of self-referential, kind of catty, sarcastic. See, feel. I think I might remember Felix from that era. Yeah, I think but I had known yeah. it from before because I definitely remember the game. And like I think the it's the, the something adventure, like the misadventures of Felix the Cat or something like that. It had a name like that. Um, that was semi-successful. And what I can see, people actually have, I think, some fond memories of that. I would like to check that. I have not been able to watch any of it. Um, but I would actually like to check that one out a little bit more. Uh, but anyway, the story, the plot, as it were, a Felix the Cat the movie, is in the far off, but not so far off, parallel dimension that has a planet called Oriana. I'm kind of unclear. Is the yeah. dimension Oriana? It's weird because it's like there's a dimension that's Oriana, then there's the kingdom that's Oriana. But and if the you princess. outside of the kingdom, you're suddenly in Zil. You're in Zil, but well, there's also the mind no, Zil's that's the Oriana guy. backwards. No, but he's the Duke of Zil. He's well, the Duke of Zill. But he's that it's also called like the outskirts or something. Yeah, so the outskirts of Oriana. But yeah. they also refer to that land as Zill. As Zill? It's what, it's what okay. Joe would call the pores. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's the poor trash. When when Joe is committing class warfare. <laughs> I myself am a poor, so it's okay. It's okay that you do it. That's true. Um okay. I never actually heard them refer to that as Zill, but okay. Because if he's the Duke of Zill, that must be a place. Yeah, because they talk about it when uh when Oriana, Princess Oriana is talking about what happened when they do that throwback and they're like, oh, he was a, a turns dick. out Grumper is, is a bad guy. What well, Grumper right. was your, your well, uncle. Now hold, now hold on. Spoilers. Travis. <laughs> Fuck. Calm this, down. This movie's 30 years old. It's and no one has seen it though. We, yeah. No. no one's seen it. And we want to get to that. Okay. Let's hold on. So let's all just settle. The movie starts Easy. in the dimension of Oriana in the kingdom of Oriana with the princess Oriana, <laughs> which like this girl got to be special. So actually, no, let me rewind that before I get ahead of myself. The movie starts with a, it's a me Felix CGI 3d head. So of that Felix. was super early mocap. What were they mocapping? Just the head moving. I had that note. So it was just some guy with yeah, some guy just turning his head and literally he's just like moving. Yeah. I assumed that's what the movie was going to be. I was like, Oh shit, we're doing 3D now? Yeah, in nine in like ninety one. We're doing eighty seven three D? Yeah, no. I, yeah. When I read that was mocap, I was like, what the fuck did they mocap? I also like that we say a different year for this movie every time. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. It's uh, so so the background here is it took is, a while. It started in eighty five mm-hmm. is when they were originally gonna right. 
And then it took until 91 until it got released in America. So well, hey, on video. Yeah. yeah. It, 89. It debuted in 88 or 9. 89 at the, the third Los Angeles Animation Celebration. There we go. And then for some reason it just floated they were like, eh. Well, this fucking stinks. Yeah. Uh, and then it landed on your home video Unfortunately, shows. people watched it. Yeah. This isn't the 70s. People weren't taking mushrooms no. and acid like no. they were back. However, in Eastern European in 87... So the Eastern Europe in 87 was like the seventies of America. Yeah. Yeah. They're catching up still. Yeah. Yeah. That's what happens. Yeah. So we're still, you know, we get the, the, it's a me Felix. Yeah. Cause that's very Mario 64. Like oh, hundred percent exploding yeah. 3d head. Like welcome to the future. Motherfuckers. Yeah. This is what you've but always dreamed of. It talks so awkwardly long. Yeah. This is the only time in the, in the, in the whole movie where Felix's mouth moves reliably with what he's saying. Um, and he, the first thing he goes like, we've been through some amazing adventures together, haven't we? It's like, no fucking kid watching this knows what you're talking about. Why does this exist? Why don't they just get into the movie? I honestly don't know because it threw me off even more with that opening because I was like, am I, am I supposed to know stuff already? Yeah, no, I, don't, I would expect Is not. Is there continuity I have to The follow? most recent show was like 20 years before this was made. I don't understand it. So, all right. We, we initially see Princess Oriana of the kingdom of Oriana of the dimension of Oriana. Uh, she is also talking to minister Grumper and what Pearl, a sweet name, the diviner. She's got cards. She's like a frumpy little, like yeah. lady with cards. She is, she is the least fortune teller looking lady I've yeah. ever seen in my life. Yeah, She is not an Oracle by any means. No, no. she looks like she'd throw cats. Yeah. <laughs> she, <laughs> she has eight and she throws most. Yes. So we get automatically this, Legend of Zelda, Wand of Gamelon, Philip CDI ass animation. It stinks. It's so bad. Folks, it's bad. Okay. I didn't remember how bad it was. I kind of always remembered that the princess looked like shit. But what's weird about it and what is a recurring frustration throughout the show is that if it is a wider shot than a close up of Oriana or really any character except Felix, it looks like fucking dog shit. Just awful animation. Their mouths don't move. They're like, you can tell they're like they're mirror swapping. Moving. Shit, they're constantly moving forever. It's this old bad animation thing where either it is under animated or it is way over animated where someone must always be moving like they're made of fucking water. Like they're just constantly fluctuating. You see this a lot in a lot of old animation where it's like animation, I think is 24 frames a second. So it's 24 hand, and, it, and this is before the day. Yeah, these are hand-drawn yeah. cells. Where I'm like, fucking Disney figured out you don't have to fucking do all, just make the mouth move. Like, no, that's too much. They don't, that, they never do that. We'll make their legs wiggle, their arms wiggle. Yeah, but they'll like kind of just, they're going to be jellyfish people the whole jelly, time. Yeah, exactly. But mouths, no, that's too much. But then when they cut into a close up of the princess, and there's like a time in the future where she like looks up, it's like this beautiful, like heavy metal ass like american like beautiful blonde girl like looking up like oh uh? and it's like every frame is detailed beautifully and then it cuts back out and she's, and she's just, just squiggly wiggly <laughs> like babby's first princess drawing you know it's fucking awful so at one point they hear distress out in the outside we, we hear about the duke of zill who is her uncle who is apparently trying to take over oriana and she looks at the window and there's like Weird plumes of smoke that are just kind of floating there, but they're like inside the building. Did anyone else notice this? Thoughts? <laughs> my thoughts are... On and see. My, my question was... The backgrounds is, are is, beautifully is drawn. for side characters. It happens with Pearl. Happens with uh, 
budget Yosemite Sam happens with Grumper. What is the deal with short people, small head? Oh yeah, sure enough. <laughs> what are, what's Fat all the bodies circles? with the world's smallest shoes? Yeah, yeah. Tiniest <laughs> feet. There are people who are frighteningly short here for no reason. Because uh, because the Duke of Zill has not has no tiny feet. Mm. No, he's a big yoke dude. Yeah, he's super yoked. Oriana is. She looks right. A she normal looks, girl. She is from 80s heavy metal. Somebody stole yeah, her. She right. should be painted on the side of somebody. She should be van. riding a fucking pterodactyl like, yeah, holding a broadsword. If you took that character and just erased a lot of the detail lines mm-hmm. and just kind of shook it. That's the basis, right? Like, yeah, she's like the etch-a-sketch ass, like yeah. that version of the heavy metal chick, also fully clothed, but like not holding a sword or riding a dinosaur. But it's like, it kind of gives that vibe it's to you of like that era that of animation, yeah. right? Because I definitely had a heavy metal reference in my notes on this. There you go. <laughs> Is it now? Is it this? It's definitely, it's, it's her. Oh, it's her? Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So then we see, like, the, the, when, I, when I talk so, about know, the Zelda animation, it is definitely Grumper. The thing about this is the cylinders that they just cut to, uh-huh. they look so great. Yeah. Like, they have great reflection, great shadowing. They're yeah. animated great. And then it goes back to these people it's that look the like people. I drew them. The backgrounds are fine and sometimes very good. Uh, the creature animations are mostly pretty good. Uh, or, like, I, I would very, just... Very very imaginative, very creative. They're Anything, all is good. Anything yeah. robotic looks really the robotic good. Robotic is always good. The backgrounds are good. I think at times Felix's animation actually looks really good. When he's not wiggling. And even sometimes when he is wiggling <laughs> with purpose. Yeah, when he's purposefully wiggling. Purposely wiggling. Not just like I'm in the background. Right. I'm a shimmy. Not background wiggling. I'm I'm a shimmy. Uh yeah, Grumper's Grumper's goofy eye, and Joe does a wonderful goopy eye. But, but like it, it, it just changes. it goes from right eye left eye, right yeah. eye left eye. Yeah, and they, then it just opens and closes. They definitely so to mimic fun. talking. They'll make the mouth move one side to the other, but then they'll just mirror swap the fucking model. Yep. Dog shit. It's the, what's so frustrating about this cartoon, and this is like ninety percent of my aggravation with it, is that there's moments where I can kind of see what they were trying to do, and there's care put into it, and then I can absolutely tell where this scene was after the budget ran out, and we had to fucking. It's like they just ran out of time before they made the characters. And have them fucking get rid of it, you know? I mean, look at the ass on Grumper. This guy's got (laughs) a dump truck. Grumper got a dumper. Yeah. Yeah. So then we see Duke of Zill, who uh, we we see is like, uh, we have Mysterio at home. Mysterio, who also fucked Juggernaut, who also fucked Mr. Sinister. Now, one thing. I love the disco light bots. Yes. They make no sense, but they're great. Yeah, they rule. So the whole deal here is... uh, the walls are closing in on Oriana and the kingdom of Oriana and the dimension of Oriana. The Duke of Zill, uh, the Duke of Zill has put him in a pickle. Oh no. <laughs> Hit the button. All right. Um, so knowing that her time, she's about to be captured. Oriana cries and somehow creates a sentient magical tear that floats off in Talks like this, talks like this, Oriana, Oriana. And it floats off and goes through the Demens Porter. Which, in she, case you're wondering. She cries in R2-D2 into existence. That's true. Demens Porter is short for dimensional transporter. Yes. They never actually call it that. But they do say Demens Porter a thousand a fucking times. A thousand time. fucking times. They're, I just have a note. Their mouths aren't even moving. <laughs> Uh, character models seem to change scene by scene for the I human have characters. no mouth and I talk fine. Yeah, and I talk okay. Um, the cylinders, I do note, are villains from the TV show. So okay. this is weird where they historically just existed in our world. But that gets kind of weird too and we'll fucking get to what our world knows and doesn't know. Let's move on. I put weirdly realistic drawings of the princess's face on close-ups. 
Looks like a four-year-old drew her, if anything, is wider than that. Um, Accurate. Yeah. So uh, the tear is sentient, and we move forward. The cylinders and the cubes approach. Oriana will surely be killed. Uh, I'm guessing that Grumper is up to no good, but we don't have confirmation on that. We don't know. We don't know. I mean, just because he's named Grumper, are you being fucking And very shifty all the time. Yeah. Yeah, he's got that eye. I mean, that's... At least both of them. So the shittiest psychic in the world, Pearl, and Princess Oriana, they go down. There's like all these weird... This is like a... Watch this sequence perfectly. Like that scene where she looks back is like perfectly fully realized of her looking like an actual person. This whole little sequence is just great. The background right there of the caves. Amazing. They're good. The background art is really wonderful pretty much all throughout. So they make it to this room. Apparently the dimension porter here is like no big fucking deal. It's like old tech in this world, uh, but they can't get it to work. It's all rusty and shit. They get captured right before they're about to activate it and jump their own selves into a different dimension. And this is where the magical tier is formed. The tier makes it to the dimension porter, starts bouncing around on keys. So yeah, she doesn't know the code to activate the dimension porter, but the tier does. The tier R2D2 does. knows. Mm-hmm. R2D2, he knows. R tier. R tier D tier. R two D tier. We'll work on it. We'll workshop yeah. it. All yeah. right. But it does throw the thing and it makes it through the dimension porter. We wake up on the island of Bikini Atoll where the nuclear test fucking happens, where it's like actually the dimension opens and this fucking mushroom cloud goes off. Felix the cat is chilling on this island, unimpressed by any the fact that the fucking the the maw of t- space time just fucking opened up next to him. And now the tear is ball lightning. Yeah, the tear is lightning and also multicolored and there's a dancing princess in it. And he's like, oh, wow, cool. So it basically looks oh, like a no. firefly to Felix. Now look, folks, this is like an hour and 15 minute long movie. And I could really like work through the finer points here and on other movies I will. But this is just a fucking movie where Felix goes into another dimension to eventually get reunited with the princess and just save the kingdom of Oriana. Okay. If I went through what happens in a step-by-step, this would be way too much. Oh yeah. So let me hit the big notes for you. Felix finds a way to the demens porter. He gets transported. While this is happening, the professor is old nemesis and old nemesis slash friend Poindexter, nephew of the professor. who are trying to find his magic bag, start following him because they want that magic bag of tricks. Have I mentioned the magical bag of tricks? Felix has a little yellow bag with black X's that can turn into whatever the fuck he wants. But only if he, he stares at it yes, deeply and deeply. Stare and make, make bedroom eyes. Yeah, make it. eye lasers at it. Yeah, and he shoots lasers out of his eyes. We can talk about how all it takes for apparently that to not work is someone to touch it, and yes. then it just fucking stops. Yeah, that's correct. It's the shittiest superpower I've ever seen. Just throw a rock at it, and yeah. it'll fall apart. Yeah, at, like, at least three or four times in this movie, someone just touches it and ruins everything. So that happens. Meanwhile, Felix gets captured uh, due to some uh, bamboozling by a We Have Yosemite Sam at Home character called Pim who lives outside of Oriana. In that swampland. Swamp. We, we do have to talk about before we meet Pim. Uh, when he gets transported into the Dimensporter and he's trying to get out of the room, mm-hmm. before he can actually exit the room, that's when... The uh, the wall breaks and the water comes in because he's got the jackhammer. He turned his right. bag into a jackhammer. Oh, oh right. Oh, yeah. I'm just giving the I'm just giving the uh, bird's okay. eye view right now. So Felix is basically put into servitude in a circus. This is our second movie where people are basically turned into freak show attractions. Yep. Um, along with Princess Oriana, who dances. We'll get to that. And they figure out ways to break out. There's apparently a book that will stop 
the Duke of Zill. Uh, the book is dumb as fuck. We'll get to that in a bit. But essentially, it's just, we get together, we escape the circus, we make it to the kingdom, you know, the, the castle of Oriana, we overthrow Zill. That's the story, okay? Yeah, that's everything. That's the big picture. Now, let's just, an amuse-bouche, if you will, just our samplings of scenes from this wacky fucking movie. Well, before we get to that, sure. let me set the scene a little bit for what else is going on in the world at this time. Okay. So... If oh, you, yes, we forgot. What's going on in the world? So this actually premiered in Los Angeles, as we talked about earlier, mm-hmm. in January of 1989. Now, the number one movie that actually people remember mm-hmm. and made money was Rain Man. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Okay. The best picture one's, winner? Did it win best picture? I don't know. It should have. Yeah, it should have. Now, the number one song on the mainstreams was Phil Collins' Two Hearts, mm-hmm. which was from the film Buster. Really? Yeah. That's a two houses. And it was composed oh, yeah, by yeah. Lamont Dozier of Motown's Holland Dozier Holland. Oh, oh, yeah. Now, the number one song on the alternative charts was Stand by R.E.M., later known as Spam by Weird Al. I don't remember that song at all. Stand in the place where you work. Oh, stand in the place. Yeah, yeah okay, 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 yeah. Not, not the best song. It's not their best, yeah. And since this is a premiere, not an actual movie night, it's uh-huh. Thursday. And tonight, on an all-new episode of Dynasty, Crystal's operation is unsuccessful as she slips into a coma. <gasps> Told she will probably never recover, a grieving Blake returns to Denver. Sammy Joe is attacked by an unknown assailant. <gasps> Dex discovers Joanna is a link to Alex's controller, Heath. <gasps> Fallon gives in, gives in to Zarelli's persistent charm and ends up under his sheets. Oh, not Zarelli. Zarelli of all people. Of all people. And in January 10th, the LA Kings center Wayne Gretzky becomes NHL's all-time leading scorer in combined regular season and playoff points. Wow. Uh, that may be beat in the next year too by Alex Ovechkin. Hey, sports. Just throwing a little hockey news. But it wasn't yet, and I don't know who that is. No, that's fine. It's good that you know that. Yeah. Now, January 13th, British comedy sketch show A Bit of Fry and Laurie, mm-hmm. starring Stephen Fry and Hugh Laurie of House. House. And many on things. BBC One, but of House. <laughs> it was that Sahara movie with McConaughey where they yeah. landed a plane. In he was the on House. Yeah. He was on House. He was House MD. Uh, he does one of the best American accents. Garbage uh, President Ronald Reagan pardons Yankees garbage owner George Steinbrenner for obstruction of justice and conspiracy to make illegal contributions to garbage Nixon's reelection campaign. Oh, cool. Well, so it sounds like a real just trash pile. And to carry on the tradition, on January 25th, Michael Jordan scores his 10,000th NBA point in his fifth season. God damn. That's actually really. Hey, it turns out this, this Michael Jordan guy might be really good at basketball. He's on to something. He's on to, I wonder if he's thought of other sports. He might be something one day. Maybe. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. All right. Great. Okay. Thank you, Joe. I'm sorry I completely botched our fucking uh, structure of this podcast. Hey, you know in what? Three episodes. You were really excited. I was letting you go. Okay. I appreciate it. Uh, yeah. This, this one, I was, I was ready to go. This one's in your heart. It's in my heart. This, is, this one has a good place. Okay. So. That's kind of giving the, the background of the world at the time and the overall part of the story to keep myself from not reading of the seven pages that we fucking have. Let's talk about just like, let's hit the high points. First off, I totally forgot that this is a quote unquote musical adventure. There's yeah. like three songs. They all fucking stink in normal. But once you speed one up, it becomes a fucking bop. Apparently Huey Lewis in the news didn't know that they wrote one of these songs. Right. But when you take the Duke of Zill and you bump it up to 1.5 speed, it is a goddamn Huey Lewis banger. I want to leave a space here that if we can insert this into the episode, we definitely have to do it. So 
Here is the Huey Lewis and the news version of the Duke. I of think Zoom. you could play like eight seconds, right? Before it's. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you can get that. You can get a little That's, bit of copyright. If we crack it 1.5, we'll be fine. I'll yeah, give exactly. a sprinkle. There we go. All right, cool. Wasn't that a great hit? Okay. There was also a song about foxes for some reason. Uh, and I think there was one more that I don't fucking remember. They were the least memorable songs except Duke of Zill. Yeah, the Duke of Zill was good. Uh, and so basically now I think what you were going to get at, Travis, was when Felix is first making his way to the Demins yes. border. They go into a mine called the... It's Oriana backwards. It's Oriana backwards. Yeah, it's it seems vaguely Spanish name. I was like, oh, kind of cool. And it's just Oriana backwards. And... Felix goes in a room where like water begins to come in and walk us through the, this scene. So yeah. So he's, he's in the room with the demand border where the, uh, the cylinders have now blocked it back in. So he gets his nice magic bag, tries to make a jackhammer out of it so he can bust through the wall. Well, his magic bag is always playing tricks on him. So it kind of goes wild. It's got a mind of its own. And then it, instead of going through the brick wall, it just tears right through a sheet metal wall. Well, Turns out they're underground. Here comes all the water. Mm-hmm. They're next to an aquifer. So if now you, you get to see all the cre- creativity and all the different wild, imaginative fish that are showing up mm-hmm. coming through. And the fish are kind of coming. You have something that is just frogs' legs with eyes, with eyes. where the butts are. Yeah, um, they're just cruising along. Mm-hmm. And then you get these five titty uh, fish. I don't know what I yeah. don't know what else to call them, but I, uh, I have. Uh, five, I say the fish do have titties. That's five my note. buxom fish. Mm-hmm. That now have decided they're going to dance with each other and jerk each other's tails just to make their own titties bounce. Yes. But it's not like they're jerking their own. They're jerking their partner's tails. Right. Who's jerking their other partner's tails. It's mutual fish masturbation. So this is three movies in a row that involve us talking about jerking. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, w- just you wait. I'm sure it'll come up every single movie. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, this is literally what's happening. Yeah. They start grabbing each other's tails and like they're like, doing like a like you're milking an udder like just right. that kind of motion and every time that happens these fish who have breasts the breasts move up like toward their chin They're, and they, they stay on these these titty fish for an extended period of time yeah like hey little kids so want to see these boobies bounce so felix at this point is upside down in the water the fish actually use their buoyant boobies to right felix back up they kind of are tugging their tails and they start to turn him with the power of their buoyant boobs I must have been so zoned out during this whole scene. Oh, probably. <laughs> I don't. Uh, you were about ten minutes in at this point. So, two quick notes possible. on this before. While Felix is making his way down, for no fucking reason, he just decides to mock a corpse. He oh, sees yeah, like yeah. a skull and is like, "Ha ha ha! What a fucking idiot!" Like he's like, <laughs> and then the skull like comes alive and bites it. No fucking attention is paid to this. But Felix just starts mocking a dead guy in a in a mine. This person probably died tragically. Felix is kind of a prick. He's a fucking prick. And it, this is a running deal in the movie where he'll just make weird, laughy comments that mean nothing, like in the background sometimes. It fucking stinks. This movie's horrible. But I, he's like, ha, ha, Like he just, it's so fucking corny, but he just mocks a skull. I was like, that is the most insensitive shit that I've ever seen. Um, at one point in this, Felix gets frustrated about getting out. He does a walk. And I just want to point this out historically for Felix. He looks, he likes, looks furtive. He kind of like throws his brow, puts his hands behind his uh, back and begins to kind of pace. This is like the iconic Felix walk from the old animation. Just something about him walking that way was the thing that always happened. And there's actually an old, uh, old song made called Felix kept on walking basically about that animation thing. 
This is how bored people used to be in the fucking 20s. Uh, but so that's a little shout out to the real old Felix heads who might be watching this. He does the walk. So uh, that's the only thing there. So Felix does get out. He washes up uh, in this swampland outside of the kingdom of Oriana. And this is where he meets Yosemite Sam at home. Pim. Who, little, little foot Pim. Yeah. The most predictable character ever. Who is just like He's the just your standard gold miner. Yep, just like, howdy, y'all. Like, you know, this is just like, this here's a Yukon Trail. Like that kind of guy. Big old hat. He's probably two feet tall. Felix is much taller than him for yeah. some fucking reason. Uh, yeah. And throughout this, they kind of make cute and friendly. He's like, hey, cool. Welcome. And you, he kind of gives you a hint. He might be looking at the magic bag. Although you don't know why he knows that the bag is magic, except Felix was wearing a scuba gear when it first happened. Yeah. Then it turns back into the bag. Pim no sells this. Keeping an eye on it. But then he's like, that magic bag of tricks might come in handy. And you're like, what? Is he bad? How'd you know what I called it? Yeah, exactly. How the fuck do you know this? Um, So one thing I got to point out that I actually liked about it so far, every level felt like it was designed to be turned into a Nintendo game. Yes. Or not every level, but every scene is a yeah. level. Mm-hmm. Sure. Like, even the swamp scene has platforming in it. Yeah. Uh-huh. I just thought that was smart. Mm-hmm. But they didn't actually make it into a game. So there are these weird... And, and the creature design here is actually really kind of cool and creative. Yeah. There are these, like, little bubble berry great things that also eat people. It's like, yeah, Venus flytrap, but a, a sticky bubble. Or they're like an Octorok from Zelda. Like, kind of like a little bubbly thing with a thing they'll suck them up. Or like a Metroid. I'm yeah. Like a Metroid. But they're on, like, a little... He shows him a tree and they're on like a cord and he's like, watch out, they'll eat you. He makes some fucking joke about there's so many shitty one liners that make no sense from Felix where it's like, you thought that was ridiculous. It's like this whole there's one or two I have written down and we'll get to that. Um, Felix mentions that he's looking for the princess because he heard her voice and saw her form in the tear. And he says she had beautiful eyes like a cat like a cat yeah she does not have cat-like eyes at all and and, and to be goes, fair neither does like he. yours he doesn't either i guess yeah, does he doesn't he? have they're cat not eyes. slits no they're just big there's big eyes but her eyes aren't even that big they're like normal human eyes i wonder i I'd have to go back and look in, in the first scene does she have like you know like the cleopatra eye makeup on where they did not oh, the, the cat eye no, they, they, they did not animate not. makeup no absolutely that's would wait be way too much inking and coloring uh, there is a scene here where for maybe some reason, somebody thought about it. We are lucky she had eyes. Maybe they wrote it first and they were like, <laughs> yeah, we are. I am. Like, oh, you were supposed to put cat eye makeup and like, it's done already. We're getting out of here. So uh, there is a scene here where it just cuts to Felix like laughing for some reason. And there's no fucking rhyme or reason to it. There's just these weird. I, I don't know. I don't even know how to fucking explain it. Uh, so this movie's so weird. Anyway, they're going through this. Pim at first is kind of seeming good. Uh, but then they find these little hungry bubbles. And if you get trapped inside one, it's hard to get out. So Felix is about to jump across this little pond. Pim just fucking, fucking checks him. like, boom, shit. Not so fast, nerd. Bitch. Fucking spikes him into the fucking swamp where he gets absorbed by a bubble. Pim, who always keeps that thing on him, just takes out a fucking shotgun, shoots the tether connected to this thing. So now Felix is essentially caught in like a movable prison. And he calls on, well, he didn't even call on, at this point we don't even know if it's, this is just, if he just had to break Felix to try to save him, but all of a sudden the cylinders kind of approach. And what they say is, bring him to whack, which we'll get to. But when I first listened to it, it's only they said, bring him to whap, which I thought was wet ass pussy. <laughs> I did not know. Because I was like, no, the Duke's name is Zill. Who are they fucking talking about? And I was like, oh, it's whack Lazardi, which we learn later. But it sounded like whap to me. Anyway. 
Anyway, moving on. Um, so we cut back to the professor and, and Poindexter. They're in the mine that Felix went down before. Poindexter just starts talking about knowledge about what Oriana is. Like, they're like, oh, yes, it's like another dimension. Oh, I heard about it as a cryptozoologist once, yeah. once said Oriana was. Oh, there was a book that I read one time, Uncle. And it's like, oh, so they just fucking know about this? And they know about the Demens Porter? Like, it's no fucking big deal to these dipshits. Yeah. They can this jump is just Thursday for them. Yeah, but you saw their telescope that they had at the beginning. Their, it's, their it's big very, giant telescope yeah. that was 100 times their size, and they're on yeah. goofy little chairs. I yeah. still don't understand that relationship. I, it's sus. I don't like it. The professor immediately wants to give up, which is fucking relatable. Yeah. He's just like me for real. <laughs> this is a lot. And he's like, he got away. Fuck this. I want to go home. <laughs> like, it's, he's like, it's getting close to dinner. What about the name? It said goal, or it said, you know. Yeah, it's like... It used to be a gold mine. Yeah, they don't give a shit about that, at least at first. We get to that. There's like a little payoff at the end there. Uh, so Poindexter immediately understands fucking interdimensional travel. He breaks out his, what I assume is an Autobot that he's like made an indentured servant that's like this weird walkie fucking... Yeah, the one wheel in the front and yeah, two creepy legs. he just legs. turns in and they're like, have you driven that? He's like, I just made it today. And it's like, okay, I get your whole fucking gimmick. Um, so then we cut back to Felix. Uh, Felix has crossed over into the movie Freaked. Because he's in this fucking circus with a bunch of weird fucking, you know, just weird. weird. But the audience is the freaks. This yeah. Time, yeah. You know, wow. The, the, the talent are just normal animals mm-hmm. that they've stolen from Earth. I, you assume. Assume. Or another, you know, parallel. Well, I mean, yeah, it's, it, uh, well, Felix is Earth. But we Let's also get a sense way. of the economy of Zill in this scene through their bartering system to get the tickets. That's a little later, but yes, we do get into that. Oh, yeah. true. Because it's like flies. Or something that supports the war effort. Yeah. Or a wrench, yeah. Or a wrench, it turns out. But we'll, we'll get to that. So um, now we see the, I guess, secondary villain of the, of the movie, which is Wack Lazardi. Which, what a fucking name, first off. And I had completely forgotten about the character of Wack Lazardi. Um, except if you've ever, in listener, if you ever watch any, um, uh, the Jimquisition, which is like a video review thing, uh, James Stephanie Sterling hosts it. Anyway, they will put in footage, like they'll talk about video games and occasionally put, usually when they're talking about a greedy CEO, I realize it's usually Wack Lazardi is the person that they do to represent that. Totally had forgotten. And I'm like, oh, someone else has seen this movie, <laughs> which would have been nice to know. But Wack Lazardi, uh, who all, the voice actor, uh, Peter Newman, also voices the Duke of Zill and also voices Pimp. And we do know that, Wack Lazardi is clearly from New York. He has a very heavy New York accent. Absolutely. Like, real, real fucking New York. Yeah. No, yeah. Uh, but just your, this is the second movie we have with a carnival barker, fucking ringleader type guy. Lazardi has a wand that also looks like his son. Yeah. <laughs> that is, and I called it Salacious Crumb at home. Like, it's like a little, it just makes like weird noises and bites things. And it's got a pointy nose like he does. It's like those toys when we were young where it had the little, like, the trigger gimmick on the yeah, bottom is like a top dinosaur like, head. Yeah, it it's, it's yes. It's like a little, yeah, like a little reacher dinosaur. We're doing, head. We're doing great physical description yeah, you, with if, our hands. You know, dear listener, you know. if you could see this, you'd be like popping like, I know that If you can hear our hands. You know it. Ha-ha, I did that. Yeah. You'll know exactly what that is. Um, is the pin wax sun? Cause they kind of look like a similar species. They both have like the weird, like kind of the crinkly the weird nose, nose yeah. the crinkly nose and the hair tuft. I have no idea, but it he would check out. He enslave his own son to be his wand is I, what I'm asking. He's Wack Lazardi. He totally would. Mm-hmm. He enslaves everything That's else. That's Wack Lazardi. And the button. <laughs> All right. And uh, we're back. So 
at this point, uh, Felix is just kind of tossed into a fucking cell. Like, uh, yeah. you are a prisoner, but also a circus performer. We cut back to Poindexter. He and the professor are floating in like a little river. There is a weird, kind of cool looking dinosaur creature coming after him. And Poindexter breaks out what is, I understand now, a handheld camcorder. But I thought he also kept that thing on him. Because it has a cap on it at first. So it looks like he just pulls out a fucking pistol. And I'm like, he's about to fucking aerate this motherfucker. And he's like, I'm going to take a picture of it. Wow. And they, I think he gives it a genus and species. Yeah. And then How he, the fuck does he know what this is? This is another dimension. Then he shrinks it. Yeah. Throws it a lifesaver. Mm-hmm. He's like, mm, it's temporary. Yeah. And, you know, no need to be overly hostile. Right. I, I appreciate that. Point he's, a real, he's a real scientist. He's and then good, the thing is friendly when they're leaving. But it does wiggle its bell ass, and it has a bell tied to its tail for some reason. True. Not explained. Not explained. And it kind of like... And after it's very angry at them, once it shrinks them, and it gets finally on the life raft, it just waves to them. Yeah, it does wave, very but then it wiggles its butt, right? Yeah. And then afterwards? I want to yeah, kill afterwards. you, but I realize I'm ten times yeah. less the same. I got owned. I, uh, I took, he took the L. Yeah, he did. Enjoy my bell. Yeah, I took the L. Enjoy the bell. Yep. There we go. Put that on a t-shirt. Uh, so they are making their way toward Felix. The professor is still just like... He's just bummed out, you know, but I guess he's all along for the ride. But Poindexter drives ahead. So we come back to Felix talking with with Wack Lazardi about basically what he's going to do and how he's going to perform. Felix wants to see the princess. I want to make it clear right here. This movie is way too open about how horny Felix is for the princess. Very. Everyone owns him for this. They're basically like, you want to fuck the princess. Like You're a little cat guy and you're hot for the princess. Like you have a little boner for her. And he's just like, oh, gosh, I have to save her. And it's like, it, it's always mentioned. They're always like, yeah, she's really fucking beautiful. We get into how they like, it gets into some weird voyeuristic bullshit here in a, in a little bit. Well, we'll get to that. So in the initial conversation, the whole time this is going on, Pim is in the background sitting on top of a cylinder. And it's just kind of bouncing and Pim is just like, he's doing, he's like kind of like walking on top of it. But he's like, he's just, there's no reason why he should be doing this on top of this fucking. Maybe he's just trying to stay fit. He's just excited. Maybe so. So Felix in the one, while he's having this kind of confrontation with whack, he has the one good idea, which is turn the fucking bag into a weapon. Yeah, and he a turns it into a, into a short sword, but then does fucking nothing with it. Because you know why? The fucking pin bites the fucking thing and it turns back into a bag. This shit sucks. What is this power? This bag is the worst bag ever. It is. It is a really bad thing. So basically, Felix's ass gets tossed back in prison again. He's fucking owned. He gets shit on by Wack Lazardi. Uh, we stand like Wack Lazardi. Um, then he looks under the bed and we see we are introduced to the lizards. The mizards. Mizards. These are my favorite characters in the whole movie. Really? Yeah, I like the mizards. They really serve no purpose, but I they do get a great. There's a great thing with them later. They are just kind of like the most cartoon ass yeah. little characters. Like they would have a side sh- like a side split off series where they just do adventures. There's a blue one and there's a pink one. Otherwise, I, I assume that's a gender signifier. There's no other way of differentiating it. They look exactly the same. Their voices are both just very stylized cartoon voices. No difference. Uh, so he watches them uh, perform and now it's time for the show. The, the Mizzards are just like chilling out under his bed. They just, they're, they're cellmates basically. So we cut to the cat band. Now, Felix is a cat, okay? These are also cats. These cats look more like real cats than yeah, Felix the, does. the band looks 100%. like cats. These are like, like Tom. 
Yeah. You right. know, they kind of like, are like Heathcliff. Man, a little longer. These ones, you wouldn't expect them to speak. Right. Because yeah, they, they don't. Because Felix is the only speaking. Which they talk about, which I was like, wait, what? There's cats right there. They don't speak, but it turns out they don't speak. They are not they playing do. their own instruments. It is obviously overdubbed, and I think that's really fucking lazy of the cat band to not play their own instruments. Well, I mean, they didn't have amps. They did not have amps, and one of them is like fucking underneath the bass strings of one of them. That would hurt. They're very taut. This cat is not cut. I mean, they just don't know what they're doing. This is just an unbelievable fucking scene. First I will off. say that song. Okay, having watched this through at 1.5 on the way through, I then went back once I realized it and I put it back at one and I was like, oh, this song is trash. Yeah, it's bad. But it, that's but the, the highlight the of the movie The intro hits hard. The intro is like doom. It goes, I know. Yeah, it seems like you're about to start the fucking doom level. Yeah, I was like, oh, this rules. Yeah. And then suddenly it's like just ducktails music it just falls not great yeah that i think that i think that song is the highlight of the movie for me that one specifically the cat band is yeah when they do who's the boss oh that that's what it is it is who's the boss yeah that's right that is only at that up when when you guys have already heard it by now yeah yeah but it's i think that's my favorite part Uh, can we plug it in again okay yeah great plug it again a couple more seconds there's a time for love and a time for living take a chance and face the world Okay, there it is. All right, great. Um, so I hate you guys. <laughs> I hope he doesn't put it in. And there's just moments of silence here. There's just going to be weird sounds. Yeah, just no one knows. <laughs> I don't know. It's just like, whatever. Anyway, I couldn't think of anything funny off the top of my head because I suck. Anyway, <laughs> as they're playing this, there's a random fade, like crossfade of the princess weeping for some reason. <laughs> Which I was like, okay, you got to make it heavy for some fucking reason. Then we're done. Now, while this is going on, Felix is, is, is waiting to go on, and we see some flyers that show uh, the princess. Uh, it's like, every day extended, or prolonged is what it says. Like, Princess Oriana, every day prolonged. Which I was like, is that the name of her zine? Like, what is this? Do they mention before this point that she is a performer? Does, no. does whack? Okay, so it's just weird they have these fucking flyers. We find out that the Duke of Zill has made his niece an indentured servant in Wack Lazardi's circus, and now she must dance. dance she must bubble dance. dance. So his great plan to get her to give up the book of ultimate power mm-hmm. is to make her dance nightly at a circus. It's to humiliate her. Now, the whole time is... So we, we get... Now, this is one of my first memories. Oh, wait, she's not on quite yet, because Felix goes first. Yeah, Felix goes first. This is where we learn she's like, an attraction. He's like, whack, I, I just want to watch the princess. So next up is the Mizzards are actually performers, and they do a little tap dance routine. They're, they're fucking tiny, and half the time there's no spotlight on them, so I'm sure this crowd of fucking weird mutant other dimensional freaks can't see them. But they do a decent little gig. They're fine for what it is, and I think the crowd kind of likes them, actually. No, they hate it. They like it at first, but then they begin to turn on the Mizzards. And it's very unfortunate because I thought they gave it their all. Um, they make tap dance noises, but they have no shoes. It must be their disgusting toenails. That's what I had to like surmise <laughs> from it. Uh, this was an easy way of burning two minutes of runtime where they basically loop tap dancing animation in different you know, oh, yeah. frames. This movie, even at 1.5 speed, has parts that drag oh, on yeah. Oh, yeah. for so goddamn long. This movie could have been 30 minutes easily easy and i never even thought to watch these at one and a half speed i'm sorry this was the first one i did i was like i don't i watched it last night and i had to watch it again like this morning because i was like this is fucking <laughs> bananas 
my, fa- my, my favorite thing is a little insight here. A little inside baseball is my joy was before. This was the last movie that I watched. And the only movie that I watched of our, our first four at regular speed, because I was like, this is mine and I have to watch it. I deserve this for better, or for worse. But I was asking Joe and Travis, is it as fucking weird as I remember it? And they're like, yes, oh, <laughs> it's a fever 100%. dream. It is a fever dream. So I'm happy to hear that. So uh, this is where Felix finds the flyer advertising uh, Prince Dorana. He gets some jerk bank material because he grabs that. But then it is immediately grabbed by one of the cylinders who's like, you do not get to be horny for the princess. <laughs> the only person who stops him from being too horny for the princess and doesn't mock him for it. They tear up the flyer. Uh, then Felix is sent out there. The cat band shows no racial solidarity. They do not attempt to save Felix. They just let him embarrass himself and be paraded out. Well, Felix gets his revenge. There could have been an uprising right this moment. Like cats of the world unite. You have nothing to lose, but your chains. Thundercats. Ho. Thundercats. Ho. right. Thundercats comma. Ho (laughs) alternatively. So Felix, instead of doing anything fucking cool, just decides to make it open mic night. Uh, cut in Brandy Rhodes saying, who told you it was open mic night, bitch? Because that's what this is. Um, and we get, unexpectedly, the fucking problematic gay joke in the middle of Felix the Cat the movie. It caught me so off guard. It has to be that, right? Yeah, that's the only thing it oh, can be. I haven't seen this much fruit salad since I was in California. What? Surely there's no other reading of this, right? That's, I don't know how you could. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> it came out of... I obviously not remember that one. Comes out of fucking nowhere. I was shook. So, Felix just, the Cat, officially, you're fucking canceled. Get the fuck out of here. Thank you. All right. At Long time well, coming. So, Felix, at this point, uh, after his fucking shitty comedy bombs, uh, as deservedly so, um, also, real quick side note... <laughs> Speaking of his jokes, uh, the studio that originally made Felix the Cat, do you know what they were most known for before they made Felix? No, I do not. They made a cartoon version of Sambo. Oh, no. Yep. Oh. Anyway, moving on. Uh, so maybe, we, maybe this helps us understand why Felix might have some certain ideas. Anyway, so Felix, at this point, he has the magical bag of tricks given to him for his performance. Now, this is a stupid move by Wack Lazardi. But Felix is fucking already Stockholm Syndrome. He already is, like, institutionalized. He does not turn this into a, I don't know, helicopter or a fucking automatic rifle and just, like, get free. No. He turns it into a fucking skateboard. And he just eats shit and, like, can't skateboard worth a fuck. And I had a hard time going, is he bad at doing this? Or did the bag, like, turn against him in this moment? Yeah, because he goes from the skateboard to the 40-wheel unicycle. Yeah. Then it like stacks up. He makes himself a fucking fool. Then finally, it turns into a fucking cannon. And I'm like, let's fucking uh, go. Not baby. before it turns into a vacuum cleaner and sucks him That's up. That's true. It sucks him. It self sucks Felix into the bag. And then it turns into a cannon, which I'm like, oh, is Felix the ball? No, he's simply riding it. Yeehaw. But he does not kill anyone. He just uses it to instill fear into the cat band. And then just pops out. He's like, oh, wow. Uh, and then basically that's the show. So Felix is kind of successful in this really shitty little show. He goes back. Whack Lazardi's like, yeah, great job, kid. Uh, yeah. And he just mocks him for wanting to fuck the princess again. But uh, so then we finally see what happened to Princess Oriana. She is trapped in a bubble. Yeah, of course. 
As one would. As you do. And she, dude, I wish this was visual on this because like the dance that she's doing, she's just like flailing her. It's worse on the second one, but there's no dance here. She's just kind of twirling around and you hear this like mental thing of she's like, I hope that this will pay my debt or something that like my uncle will take pity on like Dave Matthews, white girl dancing. Yeah. She is absolutely at fucking the shittiest like jam band. Fucking God. She is on mushrooms. She is picking the flowers. Yeah. She's like, Oh, like, do you ever like feel music though? Like that's what she's doing. (laughs) And then all of a sudden she's like, boom, smash cut. Meanwhile, back in the kingdom of Oriana, like out of nowhere, two seconds into her dance, we see Pearl and she's watching this because they're simulcasting this live in the, in the kingdom or in the castle. And Pearl's like, oh, Oriana. And I can't tell if she's sad or horny because everyone's horny for the princess. Apparently. And then Mysterio, her uncle, <laughs> uh, is also like, get, he likes that. He's like a humiliation oh, he's fetishist. It. He's like, look how fucking sad she is. And he's like farting out of his neck. Like he's like letting gas go oh, out of this, his weird Mysterio he's vaping deal. his cylinder buddy's uh, farts. I don't know if he's vaping at this point, but he's definitely exerting gas. No, vaping is towards the end. Okay, yeah. that's 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 the second dance number yeah. that he's watching her. That's he's when he's vaping first. Puffing out of his buddy into his neck. So he's like, basically, like, I will break her by making her dance. Like you said earlier, this is his grand plot, is he sold her to the circus, but he watches it every time. He's like, ah, because they're like, are you really watching this? Do you have to watch this every time? He's like, absolutely we do. <laughs> <laughs> so he's got a half chub going, and he's like, ah, humiliation. We cut back to Oriana dancing and she's like, perhaps if I, if I keep dancing, the Duke will show mercy on my people. So at this point, princess Oriana is confirmed a liberal because she thinks trying to negotiate with a fucking fascist will work out for her. And there's my one political joke of the time. We move on. I am dying over here. We end the show. Felix is like, oh, thank you for letting me watch the princess dance. And whack again is just like absolutely owning him for being horny for the princess. They won't stop. Uh, he decides to try to start trying to get out. Um, and whack is like, nobody can, no one can make it out of this area. Uh, because then you'll hit the outskirts or whatever the fuck it's called. There is a name for it. I don't think it's the outskirts. It's something like that. Yeah. I don't care to go back and find out, but it's, he goes, wait, was that the swamp? And then Pim is like, no, the swamp is the edge of the outskirts. (laughs) So the outskirts is even worse. But then I'm wondering, so are all the people watching this shit? Like they're all also captives in the same, and like none of them can leave. They just live around this fucking no, they just They live there because that's when uh, the Duke showed up that one time. And he was like, they, they go back I, they do oh, the yeah. backstory later. And he's like, no. And they're like, Oh shit, this dude's a God. Yeah. These are my people. This. So they're just like, no, we're here. Hey, look, he built us a circus. Yeah. And we get to, so see it's, a- it's literally like bread and circuses, you know? So now it's anti-communist. Okay, anyway, uh, moving on. Uh, yeah, so this is where Wack Lazardi looks at Felix and goes like, you can watch her, I'll let you, which is the most just fucking dirty. Like, I'm like, this is getting like eight millimeter. This is bad. You know, it's getting really uncomfortable. Like, we've reached a new level here. We've reached a new level. Uh, now, at this point, we understand, again, that every movie in this era is made about pollution because they talk about like how bad everything is around like the, you know. Oh, yeah. That we see Poindexter and the professor in this city where they're like talking about like, oh, they've actually adapted. They keep the smoke in their houses. Like, yeah. and, and, and Poindexter's talking about how the pollution has like changed everything. 
um, mocking the cycle of poverty and the plight of Oriana's inner cities. Um, and then also you see like a drunk inner city yeah, Oriana drinking that blue juice, drinking that blue booze, and then eating glass. Yeah, just <laughs> chomp the bottle down when it was done. So. Oh, the one that's like in the puddle? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah they fucking like spike this dude, this poor drunkard <laughs> into alien. a puddle of blue liquor. Yeah. And, and then he's, he's like, like, I'm not giving this shit up. I yeah. Don't just fucking like dips it up, like bottom lip pulls it up and just, just starts the rest just of it, munching it. And then that's, eats the fucking glass. That's a, that's a true sign of a good alcoholic. That is you a, don't even, you have enough mouth strength to just tip the bottle up yourself without using any hands. No hands. I'm face down on the ground. You think that's going to stop me? Chop my arms you off, You think baby. this I is rock this. bottom? You think this is rock bottom? <laughs> Motherfucker, I'm eating the glass. I just paid to watch a bubble woman dance. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, he's still horned up. He's like, got to get the feeling going. Uh, yeah, so very culturally insensitive uh, by... by the drunks? No, no this whole, the whole Dexter movie. and the professor. Uh, so then we cut back to Felix. So the professor and Poindexter are zoning in on Felix. Uh, we cut back to Felix. He's back in his cell with, with the wizards or mizards. The mizards. Mizards. Mice wizards. Mice lizards. Mice lizards. Mice wizards. They're kind of wizards. They're magical. Sorry. And clap. Okay. And cut that. Uh, no. Rack with the mizards. For some reason, they served Felix cheese with a fucking glass top on it. Yeah. Like cheese and a slice of bread. Yeah. A cat. Of course. A slice of bread and cheese. What cats love. Right? Right. That's more of a dog treat than a cat I mean, treat. Any cat owner can tell you they always crave Swiss cheese mm-hmm. and dry bread. I thought that was some uh, some chavre. Didn't it have holes in it? Some chavre. No, I just wanted to say that. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it was Swiss cheese. Classic cartoon. The, the, the classic That's, cartoon, yeah, it was cartoon cheese. cheese. It's the easiest way to animate cheese. Yeah, you, you put holes in it. It's got holes so in it. It's Swiss. We get it. It's oh, cheese. No, it's, it's otherwise, otherwise, you have to make a wheel. Right. Yeah. Even it's a wheel of edam. edam, edam. Cheese. Cheese. So the Mizzards are talking. They're trying to sneak open the cheese because obviously it's better for fucking them to have it than Felix. Yeah. And somehow they have a fork. They have a fork. Where'd they get it? Who the fuck knows? But we do find out they can smuggle things because they have the wall system. Because they can chew through steel. We'll get to that. We'll fucking get to that. So Felix wakes up and catches them and they immediately accept death. Oh, and they're like, without hesitation. They're like, eat us, release us from this hell. You know? Yeah. This is where I love the mizzard. So there's the pink mizzard and the blue mizzard. The pink mizzard starts talking while that line is still going on. They cut to the blue mizzard saying the same line to finish it. Then Felix says, Oh, I'm an asshole. Whatever the fuck he says. Then it cuts to the pink mizzard who now says a new line with a new voice. Cause one's like, oh, well, whatever. And then it was like, oh, this one has a little bit of like, it has a little you know, sauce to its voice. Fucking terrible. What are we doing here? No one's even trying anymore. Uh, now, then they go, Felix goes, how the fuck did you get in here? How do you get out of here? And they go, we get through holes. And they show their perfectly mizzard shaped holes in the wall. Now, Felix goes, can you make me a hole out of here? And they go, we can't do that because the outer walls are made of steel. Now... What did y'all just chew through? When they cut to the fucking image of what they chewed through, there's fucking bolts in the wall because it's also made of steel. Now, do you ever read Junji Ito comics? Of course. You know the, what was it? Uzumaki? No, the Enigma of Amagar Fault. Ah, yes. That's exactly what this reminds me of. This is their hole. It is made for them. Yep. 
Absolutely. The secret so of Felix Felix fault. just stretched out and horrible on the other side. Durr, durr, durr. Like the fucking ending where they're coming through. I love the fucking ending of Amigara Fall. Oh, it's so good. In fact, now I'm going to make an edit where this is my hole that was made for me. It's going to be Felix crawling into that hole. Absolutely. It's happening. We just wait for it. We'll put it on the Twitter feed or something. Yes. So yeah, so then the mice who cannot chew through steel fucking chew through steel to make a Felix-shaped hole. With, uh, with no delay, too. And no. It takes like maybe a second. I did do a freeze frame when one of the Mizzards is eating it, and he actually looks pained. Or they, I don't know the gender. I don't know if it was the pink or I, whatever. But like, it kind of like has like furrowed brow, like this fucking sucks. I'm working so hard to chew through steel. Uh, make, long story short, Felix starts going through uh, these other rooms with other circus performers. The first one is there is a rhino lady sitting on a suspended rope in the middle of the, of the room who has a bra. So the rhino has titties. But it's Donald Duck in it. Yep. Like no underwear. It has, has a skirt or at least the band of a right. skirt. But then it's the world's shortest skirt at no an undies. inch and a half. Yeah. No panties because her butt cheeks are what's keeping her on that right. rope. Her butt cheeks are gripping the fucking rope. As butt cheeks are wont to do. As they do. As so she slides because apparently now we're on a boat because right. we're swaying back. We start like yeah, moving. Yeah. Uh, it's fucking weird. Yeah. It's so weird. So they run through a little bit, you know, blah, blah. Finally, Felix makes it to Princess Oriana's room. And Felix is like, it's her. She's beautiful. He is so fucking horny. That's why he's standing behind the footboard. Because he's got a boner. He can't stand this next is, to the bed. They're, they're trying to predate like, the mm. Sonic the Hedgehog 2006 or whatever when he kisses the human woman. And everyone was like, this is way too much. <laughs> like, he wants the princess. The princess is really funny. She immediately like, get the fuck oh, out I of here. I love every one of their first interactions yeah. where she's just like, fuck you, don't mock me. Yeah, yeah she's she, the very first time she sees me. He's like, I'm going to save us. Yeah. I got a plan. She's like, get the fuck out of here. Like, get out, you fucking creep. You I'm like, fucking, yeah. You're tormenting me. You're playing games. With me. <laughs> get the fuck out of my face. Yeah. It rules. Like, she takes none of his shit. But then he's like, no, wait, I saw you in a tear. And she's like, oh, yeah, of course I made a magical sentient tear. You found it? Like, I'm like, this fucking sucks <laughs> so she immediately stops giving a shit and tells felix the background story about what happened and where like this the duke of zill's villain origin story so the first thing opens she's like our village was or our you know our kingdom was peaceful here's me and my dad and her dad is just peter griffin with a beard like it is absolutely like eh, hey oriana like that's exactly <laughs> i have to find this if, you, if you're watching along, you got to find this fucking booklet. There. <laughs> That's fucking Peter Griffin. He's like, yeah, I'm the king. <laughs> king of Oriana. It's uh, like anyway. Peter Griffin mixed with George Jetson. Yeah, because the go. nose is a little yeah, more George Jetson. Profile. Yeah, yeah. But and he's got the beard there. He's Jetson. got the testicle chin. I guarantee you he does. It's just hidden by the beard in that, you know? That's fair. Yeah. yeah we so, can't really, get into George Jetson law. If you find out the ages... Of the Jetson family, it starts to get real weird. There's also a picture of a jester who I guess is walking on his hands. Okay, from my angle, I can barely see it. So I'm just like, what is this thing with many eyes? Yeah, it looks also kind of like one of the weird frog people. It looks yeah, like the frog butt things. From my angle, it looks like that one from uh, Our Real Monsters, the really tall, snaky oh, looking yeah, one. That, oh, uh, Crumb. Yeah. yeah. No, no, not Crumb, holding the eyes. Oh, like Ickes? the black and white one? The, the Oblina. Yeah, the lady one. I can't believe I remember all of the real monsters. I'm very impressed. So yeah, good. Ickus, Crum, and Oblina. Uh, Ickus. Uh, yeah, anyway, I forget who what her voice's name is, but she was like a 
great voice actress. Anyway, okay. So yeah, she gives the world's fucking quickest exposition dump about what happened to this. So, and it turns out Zill was, uh, the Duke of Zill was just like a guy with a goatee and he's like making cylinders with, uh, with, with Grumpus. Old yeah, Grumper. With old Grumper. Grumper. Grumpus. Grumper. Grumbo. Grumper. Grumbo. Grumper. With old Grumbo. Oh, I thought, like, is Grumper, is, is that a term for like taking a shit on something? Am I thinking of Growler yes. or is it Grumper? It's both. I've got to say, it's probably okay, both. No los dos. But, like Grumper, you can't just like be saying Grumper around yeah. you know, people outside, right? Yeah, I got a wicked Grumper. <laughs> yeah, so we see Grumper now before his like eyes got weird, but I guess he got blown up. Yep, he immediately gets blown up and his, he goes fucking awful animation. He goes, he goes the teacher from uh, Beavis and Butthead or uh, Daria. Just that gym teacher. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah the, the, the war vet guy. Yeah. yeah. So then we cut to it like... We see when we see Zill as a professor, he's just like is a skinny dude with a goatee and hair. Then the next thing you show, he's just like this fucking yoke like juggernaut. Like Mysterio with yeah. a bandolier. With a bandolier. <laughs> yeah. So it turns out if you get blown up from a cylinder. If you get you lightly like blown up. Yeah, he just fucking got on roids immediately. What a glow up. Because it shows the aftermath from the explosion. He's fine. He's just on the ground. He's just laying there. Yeah, he still has a face. And so she's like, so he started doing Diana Ball and uh, Test Cycle Oh, geez. And, you know, and then the king gives Pearl a fucking medal for some reason. Then he fucking croaks. He sucks. Bye. <laughs> Rest in piss. So now we're back. And now Zill has uh, fucking made the cylinders and the cool disco cubes. I love them. And he just fucks the whole place up. So now, of course, Felix is absolutely smitten with this girl. But it's just more Wand of Gamelon ass animation. And now we have to learn that Zill is looking for the book of ultimate Power. Yes. This is our magic MacGuffin that they have to get to. If he finds that, everything's fucked. It's over. Um, there, I like how there is an illustrated storybook in her cell about the history of the Duke of Zill. Like she's yeah. captive. Why'd they give her this book? Why does A, this book exist? He's B, like, why is it? Know about well, because he's the Duke. That's I guess he made it. And he's like, here's the mockery of how I fucking owned your kingdom. Yeah. You can read this. Yeah. Nighty night. Kind Remember of thing. how your dad died? Well, yeah. You put it in a book for All, you. Yeah, exactly. Um, the, in this particular thing, this is like Princess Oriana's like big moment where she gives this exposition dump. This is where I was like, I am not surprised to learn her voice actress does not have a Wikipedia page because it fucking stinks. Oh, it's horrible. Awful. And it drags. As this is over, this heart-wrenching story about the downfall of her kingdom, Felix is like, yeah, and this place doesn't even have hot dogs with sauerkraut. Like fucking men, am I right? <laughs> Felix is the worst. Yes, it's not listen to women, you know? Listen to women. Uh, listen to women, Felix. Okay, all right. He would if they had hot dogs with sauerkraut. To be fair, Felix is a man in 1989. That is very true. So then a song starts playing, and I didn't get all the lines, but it says something more, more than friends. And I was like, stop <laughs> being horny. This fucking movie is too horny. Uh, at this point, Felix goes back and talks to Pim. Pim has had enough of being, you know, a fucking whipping boy for, for whack, for whack Lazardi and for the Duke. So he's like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. I got you, Felix. Um, this is where we get into the seating lore about what it takes to get a ticket to the, for, for whack Lazardi circus. Yeah. Well, do we ever find out how, uh, Poindexter and the professor get the masks? 
Because they just show up with masks no, on. No, I assume they killed and skinned the local. That's kind of what I'm thinking. You just show up with, like, creature masks? Yeah. And he's like, they're wearing the masks to get through the city. And then as soon as he gets up to the ticket booth, he's like, how he do I take it off? And then he <laughs> fucking rips it off his face. He literally is like, uncle, I got this. And then just rips the fucking, like... This horror show where you're this ticket taker and someone is wearing your countryman's skin and then rips it off and is like, do please. And hands you fucking wrenches. Yeah, they skip the scene where like, you know, it's like this like dark alley in the fucking city. And you just see like the glint of like Poindexter's glasses as he like hunts and stalks his prey and just like shoves a fucking knife in their throat. Yeah. How did they do it? We don't know. They just had him. Yeah, fill it in. Fill it in, folks. Yeah, throw it in. We've never been in this dimension before, but yeah. My name's Poindexter. If you kill a person in another dimension, does it really count? I mean, it counts, but is it a crime? In your dimension, though. Assuming you get back home, can you ever no, be held accountable? You have, your, your dimension has no jurisdiction. Has, yeah, I was about to say, jurisdiction. It's no subject matter jurisdiction, exactly. Yeah. Okay, great. You should know this. You're a lawyer. Yeah, I, I'm a dimension lawyer. You don't lawyer. do dimensional law, lawing? I, I dabble. You know, it's usually, you know, when I'm in dimensional court. I'm I usually in state court, but when I'm in dimensional court, it's different. So, how are you at bird law? I'm decent. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, th- yeah, we learned the seating lore about, like, there's uh, aquatic seats for those who are amphibious. Yes. Uh, you can either give 12 flies, you can contribute to the war effort, or there's some other thing that isn't, I think it may be coins. Yeah, I think you can just pay with also coins. And then he just slaps on some fucking... He's like, here's some tools. Here's two wrenches, and she's like, works for me. I guess that is the war effort? To repair the yes, cylinders, yeah. maybe, you know? And then instead of nicely escorting them into, they're like, trapdoor! Yeah, they're like, Boom. and there's this one, I like the little gag of the one little creature that's trying to get in, and she stops, she's like, I only paid for one! And she pulls him back. Uh, the ticket booth lady is a treat for, like, the little bit she's on. She's like, hurry it up! Like, I loved her customer service uh, attitude. So they uh, pull, the, pull the lever, they get shooted into the circus, which I guess is subterranean, who the fuck knows? And at this night, Felix is the opening act. Uh, all he did was fucking get on stilts and fall off them like a dipshit, and everyone fucking cheers. Like, the fucking lowest expectations this audience has of our ostensible hero. Uh, they want an encore, and, like, they, he goes back. It's like, and, why? Yeah, Wack Lazari's like, whatever you're doing, kid, great job. You know, he's like, <laughs> yeah. And it's like, he fucking looked like a dipshit out there. They love it, though. Uh, the cat band, so now Felix is like, this is where they decide there's an actual plan. Yeah. And so Felix goes to the cat band and he's like, want to help me out here? They grunt. So they apparently cannot talk, but they can understand English. So well, they can wail. So oh, they do wail they and they shred. And uh, so now we cut to it's, it's a double bill of Felix the cat and princess Oriana. Now this time she's really She's, she's flailing. literally like doing a wave, like with both hands, like spinning in a fucking circle in this bubble. This is the most imprinted. Second most imprinted thing in this movie to me is like this wacky fucking shitty dance that she does. Uh, the song playing is way too horny. I think there's like saxophone music playing. It's like Definitely. soft yeah, jazz. Doesn't he make himself a saxophone? Yeah, I think he does. Yes, he play, along with that's it. right. It's way, way too horny. So he's like playing careless whisper. She's going at it. Uh-huh. And the bubble's, like, twisting. There's, like, colors. Yeah. So then, as they try to escape, the Duke comes in and tries to, like, stop them from doing this. And at some point, there is a line read from Princess Or... Oh, go ahead, Travis. Oh, I was going to say what thwarted the Duke. 
Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I got that too. What thwarted the Duke is simply his bad back. Because <laughs> he goes to stand up and he goes, oh, fuck my back. He has radiculopathy and sciatica. <laughs> he falls yeah. down and he's got to get the cylinders to get like a, a person lift. Yeah, don't they put him in traction? Yeah, they put a, yeah. he's got a built-in hook on his back because apparently his back is such dog shit. They this just, happens all the time. They crank him out. Yeah, they like give him suspension therapy. But at some point, I think someone tries to grab Felix's bag, and I, if I could find it, and, and I, wanna, I want to do this line read. I want to insert this. Please, God, help me. It, sh- this is, I have it written down verbatim. The princess goes, Felix, your bag. Oh, no, it's your bag. Yes. Oh. <laughs> and this is one fucking read where it's like, I think they're losing the bag, then it's caught, and she's like, Felix, your bag. Oh, no, it's your bag. Yes. Oh. <laughs> it's... Awful. Incredible. Uh, So yeah, then I say the Duke has sciatica, does suspension therapy. Uh, Everyone floats on bubbles out of the... uh, Out of the saxophone. Out of the... the, Yeah, Felix makes bubbles come out of a saxophone, like the ones that are encasing Oriana. They all float out of... Now, Oriana becomes part of a bag bubble. Yeah, Yeah. special bag bubble. Because hers was going to get popped, so he makes a new bubble for her. While everyone else rises up, except the Mizzards, they are presumably left to be killed. Um... And they make it out there, uh, outside of the, uh, the circus. It is the it is Felix, Oriana, and Pim are the people here. Um, Oriana just looks absolutely fucking spun and zooted at this point. Like her animation looks especially drunk. She's like her eyes are half open, animated the entire time. And they find these little mechanical horse motorcycles things. Oh yeah, his uh, it was uh, the Duke's first invention. Yeah, his first mechanized mobile unit i guess but they're these weird little horsey things yeah they're like that when you turn them on the two front legs go oh yeah and then it they do kind of neigh but they're like jet powered yeah yeah so they find those now at this point felix starts talking and they animate his mouth in a way that i put don hertzfeld ass animation it looks like uh refused like the uh rejected like the don hertzfeld like my spoon is too big. You know what I'm talking about, right? Like that old my spoon. Joe, no. too big. Joe has never seen it. Okay, I'm vacant you, staring. You know that, uh, but it's like his mouth moves in a way that his mouth is not animated anywhere else in this movie, and it is just like a Don Hertzfeld mouth animation. It's fucking weird. Uh, they just start booking it, and they just run into Poindexter and the professor. Yeah. Apropos of nothing, who had stolen his bag? Yeah, who had gotten the bag during He's the like, fracas? Oh, I'm giving it back to you. And Felix just like yoink, fucking takes it from the professor, like owned immediately. You fucking stink, you old bitch. You don't get this. <laughs> yeah. So they try to as as they as as the our, our group from the circus reunites with uh with the professor and Poindexter. I like how they're going like we all made it except the Mizzards, and Oriana. Out of nowhere, she goes like, they were more than whatever. She's like, they were great friends. <laughs> yeah, it's the poor Mizzards. But it's like, did you fucking know the Mizzards? Like, more than the one second they busted into your room with Felix? Hey, they were great friends. I mean, I guess. She was there a whole night before Felix got there. Maybe That's, they chewed yeah. their way through. In that 24 hours, they were like, oh, you know, and she's like, wow, weird. Anyway, uh, that was funny. So... They're escaping. Now, the rave party comes after them, which is like the floating disco cubes and the cylinders. It's so good. They're trying to run. They reach this, like, it looks like kind of a pass, like a mountain pass. And this fucking dragon creature starts coming out. And I swear to God, kind of like buried in the mix, 
for some reason, just goes, Stella, Stella, I could have been somebody. It's just quoting Marlon Brando from two different movies. From <laughs> fucking On the Waterfront and fucking... Um, streetcar. Streetcar Named Desire. Like, what? <laughs> no explanation given. This thing never talks again. Just barks that shit out. And then they like, they have to go, oh, we have to get out of a different way. So then uh, they decide to send the horse machine back to the cylinders. Felix says, yeah, just like John Wayne used to do. Well, because, you know, in John Wayne movies, whenever they were going to go confront people, they'd slap the horses and send them off. Oh, so that the horses wouldn't get hurt. Oh, but but they make it a suicide horse. But yeah, and this one is a suicide <laughs> so horse. So they slap some fucking C4. This is, I think, where Poindexter says the thing. Like, mm, I can add to that hypothesis. It's like, what hypothesis? What hypothesis? <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah. So he slaps some fucking C4 on the belly of this thing. It goes off screen. Like, for half a second, it cuts to them shielding themselves from, I guess, an explosion. And then one cylinder just falls dead. Not a lot of them. Just you one. know how hard it is to animate an explosion? Yeah. They absolutely fucking were just like, nope, can't like, do that. We already did one big explosion at the beginning. That's, yeah. that's all you get. It's like, wow, what an impressive off-screen battle well, that Depending was. on where this was being animated at the time, they're like, how insensitive? Do you know my city is currently yeah, getting true. bombed? Yeah, the people that animate this have to walk over at least five minefields like every day to get back home. Like, oh, this is so sad. Or two. Well, you know, uh, that's, that's uh, the realities of war, baby. So uh, <laughs> I also want to make a quick side note that the professor's voice is the most obvious guy who's like 32 trying to sound like an old guy. Oh, yes, definitely. He doesn't sound old at all. He sounds younger than no, Point Dexter does. I'm trying to sound, yeah, just like, it is Felix. Like, this is his voice. Like kind of a weird accent. Like unplaceable, yeah, just nose European, you know. Anyway, so they make it out and they go into the swamplands, um, and here we fucking go. Oh, they no. get to the hair forest. Oh God, I hate the hair forest. Where it's just you see the the rock formation of a face. I thought that was clever. Yeah, kind of cool. Uh, and there's just little plants that are hairs that also have. Why are the hairs so porous? porous? <laughs> So what is the what is the particular phobia? Trypophobia. Yeah, if you are trypophobic, uh, skip this part. Uh, so many clusters of pores. Weird, because that's not what hairs look like. No. Uh, but they do in the hairlands, uh, and they're like, oh, we need to watch out for the headhunters. Now, folks, when I came to picking this, I said there are two scenes that stick with me. One is Oriana dancing in a bubble, and the fucking headhunters, and they just come out of fucking nowhere. They, there is no preparation. All of a no. sudden, it's just fucking heads start flying in. These, like, weird glowing yellow eye heads with, like, red hair slash wings that are just Yeah, they're just, the like, air. wings. Yeah. With eyes on them. And they're like, it's the headhunters. So, first off, one of them attacks Oriana. And she's bleeding for she a second. She gets color for, like, one, one second. One scene, she has a bloody shoulder. She, her arm is bleeding. They cut back. It's gone. She's cleaned up. She's good. Yeah. They, she's princess. sister up. And uh, they resume the match, and it goes on. And then they go, the scene specifically is to go, it's the head headhunter. And one head flies on this skeletal body. And it goes, ha, 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 ha. And then the head flies off and flies toward the screen. And when I was a seven-year-old little baby, I was like, I'm fucking out. Like, I was, I was, I mean, I watched the rest of it, but that fucking stuck with me. In my head, the scene went on for like a thousand hours. because It's, it's so short. Fear. It's like a minute. <laughs> yeah. So all these heads are flying around, fucking everybody up. But there is one that has like a crocodile Dundee hat. Well, because they steal uh, Pim's hat. Is, is what that happens. what it is? They yeah. steal Pim's hat. They throw it. 
and one seems to like the hat, and then all the other headhunters start going for the one with the hat, because it does say they hunt themselves. They always want heads, even their own. So then what do they do? They just find a bunch of fucking hats. Problem solved. It's in his bag, his magic bag. So these hats just come out of a fourth dimensional fucking bag of holding ass pocket out of like Felix's magical bag, and they just toss them at the headhunters, and it's done. Yeah, it's done. The headhunters just love hats. They get away. They just want fashion. And it's like a minute. This is stuck with it's, me for 30 easy, years. The trauma of your childhood was a minute solved by hats. It's the shortest shit that happens yeah. in the entire movie. Everything else is drug out for like at least five minutes. Even at super speed, it takes forever. It takes forever. Some of these parts. Not this though. It's when can you fucking miss it with the yeah. headhunters? All right. So uh, they are kind of like, uh, that's it. And uh, you think for a second they might have killed Pim. But then he just comes he down just the shows river. up on a boat later. On a boat. He just found hey, a boat. Hey, by the way, I'm here. Yeah, hey, what's up, guys? Um, they get into a cave to go into the palace uh, to kind of sneak in. There's, I, I noted that banger soundtrack in the cave to the palace. I guess this is a good track. Um, they come in, and if anyone has ever played Dark Souls, it's just the Duke's archives because it's just like a palace with crystals everywhere for no fucking reason. Oh, yeah, when they finally get into the yeah. actual back into her things. Oh, there's just crystals sprouting and when they everywhere. get into yeah. Oriana. Yeah, into her, back into her office. I just want that, like, that Dark Souls, like, oh, like when the fucking title thing comes <laughs> up for the area that you're in, just like that. Um, Grumper is sitting there watching and making the cylinders do like a weird synchronized dance routine for absolutely no fucking reason. Hey, it's Grumper. That's what he does. Well, he's trying to, maybe he's trying to get ungrumped and he's just like oh. watching these things fucking dead. They're just like spinning. Maybe it circle. brings him joy. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so then in now this movie has been weird enough. The last bit of this movie just goes off the fucking rails in a lot of ways. So in your notes, do you have the best line of the movie? Uh, there is a one liner that I, I believe it's the Duke says. Okay. When he's talking to Felix about how I'm going to take you down. No. Where he goes, you're the grass. I'm the lawnmower. <laughs> I haven't oh. seen the grass in this whole fucking yeah, movie. There's no grass. It's there's like no lawnmowers. Yeah. But he goes, you're no. the grass. I'm the lawnmower. Uh, here's, before I even got to that, when the Duke shows up, he's in an ice cream cart? Yeah. That's, that, that's, I, I wrote that's, it down. I assume that's Ariana's, like, that's her little go-mobile. I wrote it down. Poldoni's Royal Ices, Brooklyn's greatest. <laughs> so he got, is, it, he, he got it from this, whack. This does not appear at any other point in the movie. No explanation given. He's riding a fucking like weird ice cream car. Well, he couldn't walk there. We already knew he threw his back out. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He has to get a ride. So the cylinders had to be go considerate. source him. He seems to be driving it. He just gets out. He's just standing in front of this Poldoni's Royal Ices. I looked it up. I cannot find that it is an actual bit. I thought it was like maybe like an Easter egg for like Does to it pop actually somebody. say that on the card? It says Poldoni's Royal Ices, Brooklyn's Greatest. Get the fuck out of here. I will fucking this movie wow. makes no sense. I will find it for you now. Because it it owns. I remember the cart and be like, what the hell was that? I when did not know they branded up. it. I think by this point in the movie, I was just ignoring everything weird and just being like, I gotta get through. Okay. There so we're watching the synchronized thing. Yep. We got the disc. All rise right? for the Duke. Shut the fuck up. Wow. <laughs> it's like, and it has like the attached, like the thing they would vend it out for. It's got the umbrella and everything. Yeah. On it. And it's, it's a hot Poldoni's, dog cart. Yeah. And it's Poldoni's Royal Ice's Brooklyn's finest. The or fuck? Brooklyn's greatest. Sorry. Brooklyn's greatest. 
And we tried to research Paul Doney's. I tried to look. Uh, okay. I, I was like, what a fucking Easter I wonder if it's a writer or something. Maybe. Like, it must yeah. have come My through. uncle's got an ice cream cut. <laughs> hey. it, it must have come through the demands porter. There we go. Yeah. Because we do know that other things have made it through. Uh, so then he's just like, seize them. <laughs> and then I guess he gives them the lawnmower line. Um, this is really weird where like the, the cylinders capture everybody. And like Oriana's like fighting against it. And then the scene cuts and they're just walking. <laughs> yeah, they're just calmly walking just with calmly the being escorted by the fucking cylinders. So this is obviously where all the fucking money ran out. Uh, the princess immediately just gives up and gives him the book of ultimate power, which she's like, "Oh yeah, here it is. Here you go." He fucking there's like flashing lights. I put extremely Kanye West voice flashing lights. Uh, Duke gets the book. He opens it, and it just is like live, laugh, love. No, yeah, it's yeah. truth, love. Wisdom, and that's it. That's it. He opens the book. This, whole book. this is all that it says. It's just word art that you'd find at like a fucking Airbnb. I like how, yeah, it's got like digital signage on the inside of the book. Yeah, like they didn't bother to write it down. They're no. like, oh no, we're we're gonna make it. We're gonna make it fancy on the inside. This was also around the time where like hologram art was like a big thing. So maybe I'm like, it's like a hologram. Oh geez. Um. So then the Duke all of a sudden is just like. Ah, you won't get me that way. He all of a sudden has arms full of like plans, like architectural yeah. roll up. He went and got all his drawings. Yeah. Where did he get those? From the ice cream truck. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Fuck me. Fair point. <laughs> so now we bring back Master Cylinder. And this is like, if you're an old Felix head, you're like, ah, cool. We get him. And now Master Cylinder, it shows the old model of Master Cylinder who has like evil eyes uh, but this Master Cylinder looks more like a fucking, uh, like, weird uh, fucking Power Ranger villain, like a like a cool edgelord yeah. cylinder like the rest of them, but it's got, like, a big Z on its head, which I could also be, like, was it Zed in Power Rangers, speaking of, oh, like... Oh, Lord Zed? Yeah, yeah Lord, Lord Zed. Zed. Yeah. So he's got that. So they activate the new Master Cylinder, and everyone who's, a, like, a real old diehard Felix fan is like, let's fucking go! It's, it's the arch nemesis. And, like... Felix just immediately tosses a fucking book at him and breaks his ass. Everything dies. It's like a two-second fucking deal. Now, we must watch this last little bit because everything explodes. It falls over on the Duke, kind of, but doesn't. He tumbles, hits the ground. You'll never beat me. (laughs) It shows Master (laughs) Cylinder melting, and then Duke just throws his arms out and goes, I'll be back, and disappears in sparkles. That's the conversation. The entire they poochied him. They absolutely fucking poochied him. <laughs> the Duke of Zill returned to his home planet, and he died on the way back. But like <laughs> this whole, this is like the whole ultimate showdown. Last, I swear to God, twenty seconds. Yeah, nothing happens. Yeah, if that. They throw a book. He spins. Everything dies. And they have to tell you why the book. They're like, wait, what the fuck happened? They're like, oh, well, the book has gold bindings. Yeah, as, and, it, and it shorted it out. Well, Travis, as I, uh, yeah, as I said as at the beginning the, of this bit, episode, yes. Poindexter so happily explains, uh, and I quote, uh, obviously the Master Cylinder's circuitry reacted adversely to the purity of the gold binding on the ancient book, therefore shorting out its system and all the Duke's cylinders and cubes, which derived their power from the Master Cylinder. It makes perfect sense. It's elementary, really, when you look at it. So what, where did they derive their power before Master Cylinder? From yeah, Master Cylinder. He was just he was chilling in the wings the whole time. Yeah, he was just waiting. He was, waiting he was there. there. He was there before. Yeah. You do see Master Cylinder. You just don't know that. Oh, that's I did Cylinder. see I did see a random one with the red with on the top. Z, okay, with, yeah, with yeah. The red Z, yeah. You just don't know that that's Master Cylinder. That's the big reveal. So uh, I was here the whole time. So yeah, uh, I am 
losing my fucking mind at this point and like making a remember well, as the soon as they did like, that, is this libertarianism as like soon as they like did the, the long explanation the i started dying oh yeah like yeah. i had to rewind it 10 times oh, it yeah. was great with poindexter yeah well obviously it was this it's like they just fucking yep that's it uh it's like they, they sent it to a test audience and the test was like why the fuck did the book kill it yeah it killed <laughs> by a book so like oh let's add a quick scene so we're wrapping it up. This is basically the end. There's really no fucking other thing. So they go back to where the demence no. porter is. Yeah, and then the princess is like, you should really think about staying. And then after he puts all that effort into getting to her, he's just like, nah, I'm cool. Nah. I got shit to do. Well, he's trying to like nag a little bit to be like, maybe she'll really want me now. You know, he's like playing hard to get. No, it doesn't work. She's like, okay. Well, because at first she's well, like, well, our time's up. And I'm like, oh, she's just fucking like, peace out, you creepy little fucking cat freak, you know? But then she's like, well, we could use somebody. Like, she's like thinking about it, you know? She's like, well, maybe. What, who, what else? Grumper? And then it turns out Him? Poindexter's a goddamn klepto. Yeah. He's got suitcases full of gold. So they try to go in the demence border. They oh can't God, go. And it's like, oh, if you take gold, you can't go out. And they fucking dump Poindexter shit. He's like, rob the fucking palace. There's like pounds of gold in his shit. And, then and the, oh. it turns out the Mizzards. They lived. They that lived. made me happy. But the second time through, I think this is going to work because I think you can transport your gold. And Felix, my gold. What? Your heart. I. My literal last note is: I don't have any gold. Dash. These are all caps, by the way. You have a heart of gold. Ha 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 ha. And that's the ending. And then we get the the classic theme song we all love. Licks the cat, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. That's the fucking it. While you have your little mocap at the bottom, yeah, and yeah, the little mocap Felix head is now bouncing along, like, oh, didn't you have a great time? So that's that. Uh, that was Felix the cat from 1988 slash 1992. So, with that being said, I have to ask you, uh huh, did it live up to your memories? Yeah, I gotta say it did because I didn't do this as a way of like this is a good movie. No, it's just something it that just stuck with me. And there was so much that I had forgotten about that, like, 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 Whack Lazardi totally forgot about the character, loved it. He was a good character. Really weird. He was great. Um, I had a, I mean, it's not good, but it is what it is. It's worth watching. It's wild. Yeah. Like, it's just the kind of thing where, like, if you read the background of, like, this was supposed to start the new Felix boom, it's like, who the fuck thought this was going to work? Uh, it rules. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I, yeah, it held up. It's basically kind of what I remember. It's a fucking, it's a fever dream. It makes no sense. It sucks in terms of the animation. Well, you got to think about kids' cartoons back because you have wild cartoons like the most famous one, Fantasia. Yeah, it's dark as shit. Yeah, but that's just like a sequence of songs, right? Right, but so like, but now it's also the '80s where you have things like heavy metal. Mm-hmm. Right, you have people going wild in cartoons where like, yeah. they're just like, hey, we're gonna make a Felix cartoon, and people are like, who, what? Yeah. You're going to do a what now? And they're like, yeah, yeah, we need like, we need dragons and creatures yeah. and we outsource it to Croatia. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Because if you think about it in context of what else was made around this time, two years before this was the Alvin and the Chipmunks movie. Yeah. Which had great animation, great mm-hmm. songs, yeah. a plot. Yeah. And then we have this. I mean, this was the beginning of the Disney Renaissance. When did Little Mermaid come out? Is that 89? Sometime in the late 80s. It was late 80s. I know that. I don't yeah. know if it was out quite yet, but like you're entering well, that's the, why the all, Disney all Renaissance. The, all the animators were working on that. Right. <laughs> so they had to outsource this shit. Sorry, we're, we're conflicted out of working yeah. on Felix. Uh, Walt got us locked up on this one. <laughs> yeah. 1989, I mean, yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, you had American Tale, you had Land Before Time. I mean, this is all of that same. And then Felix era. the and Cat, the movie. This fucking thing. Uh, yeah. Now, I got to so, say, as a first time watch who'd never even really heard of Felix the Cat, I enjoyed it. It yeah. was so strange. It yeah. made no sense. The animation was shit. Mm-hmm. It reminded me of this one I watched a lot when I was a kid called The Point. Okay, never seen it. The point was this weird 60s stoner-ass cartoon narrated by Ringo Starr and then Alan Thicke. Okay. <laughs> and it's about this boy with a round head in a land of pointy-headed people, and he's on a quest to find his point. Okay. But just weird, trippy scenes, animation that made no sense. Right. And the most meandering plot ever. Awesome. So it was perfect. Can't wait to see it. Oh, it's going to be great. Oh yeah. Travis? Uh, yeah, I, uh, again, my, we all know my favorite part was uh, the cameo by Huey Lewis in the news. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to guess the booby fish. I killed um, the booby fish caught me off guard, and then as the things more and more had more boobs, I just thought it was a lot of boobs. Yeah, and then the rhino I, boobs. Then I was getting uh, Brent's comments about how horny this movie was, and I was like, "Oh, okay, that makes sense." Yeah, I was like, uh, "Yeah," Every, in the group text, I was like, "This is to too horny." Everything. Yeah, um, waking up to all those was the funniest <laughs> thing this morning. <laughs> yeah, I mean, am I wrong? No. no, no, not at all. It's a horny, it was uh, a surprisingly it was horny definitely movie. not what I expected when because I so okay Felix the Cat movie it's going to be a ch- movie for children yeah, whimsical children's cartoon. right uh, I certainly was not expect like when I think of villains I don't think of oh cylinders and squares <laughs> oh sorry cubes yeah get it right like you have you have a land full of creatures right you've had to make up all these different creatures and all of them look like monsters yeah and the bad guy it's a fucking rainbow (laughs) 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 light yeah you got it at spencer's gifts you know oh no i I mean it it was a it was a fun watch um i will certainly be i don't know if i'd watch it again all the way through but i'm certainly gonna clip that goddamn song absolutely put it on my playlist oh yeah at 1.5 speed. One, of course, yeah. yeah. Not, I, Anything I don't, else I don't would need be uncivilized. the version of it. I need, I need Huey. <laughs> yeah. right. Would you recommend this movie to anyone in the year of our Lord 2023? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. It is so weird that people should know it exists. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got you to gotta at least take it once through because uh, it is wacky and it is dog shit. And so if you want to like mm-hmm. of other things around at the time, you're like, oh, yeah, this movie came out then. That's where all the good people were. Right. So now we found out. This is what was being made mm-hmm. in the back, in the back recesses. Yeah, you know, and yeah. it's just such an interesting thing on the fact that some shots are so well made. Yeah, and then some look like clip art. It's the truly most frustrating part of it is like there are parts of this where I'm like, that's a really lovely little drawn scene. Yeah, you can and, tell if they actually had their budget the whole time yeah. and maybe stayed in one studio. It could have been something. Yeah, it could. Hey, it could have been somebody. It could have been somebody. That's I right. I think that's where we have to leave it with Felix the Cat movie. Go. Let's go star ratings. Bort. I'm going to give it a gentleman's three. Oh, I'm, that's nostalgia. I'm pretty similar there. I gave it two and three quarters. There we go. I'll, I'll stick with three solely. I know it's supposed to be a musical. Mm-hmm. And my favorite part was the music. So there we go. It, 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 it held up on that, that aspect of it. I thought it was a weird, stupid delight. I think I, I, I certainly think, I don't know if children should watch it, um, <laughs> but for a variety of reasons. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would keep it away from kids. Yeah, a little too much. Uh, and I guess that's kind of the nature of these things where you have a cat trying to fuck a lady. Uh-huh. And the lady's like, nah. Classic conundrum. Yeah, yeah, right? I, I don't know about. Tale as old as time. Yeah, promoting bestiality is a huge thing, but they did it with uh, Beauty and the Beast, right? All right. Belle was going to fuck the beast. She was, that, she was all yeah. down for that troll bear. Mm-hmm. Yep. It was. Yep. Yep. 
Uh, he was more of a bugbear, really. Well, and I guess even Little Mermaid, he's trying to fuck that ladyfish. Yeah, exactly. Well, right. But he doesn't know she's a ladyfish because well, he only he sees, only her, with sees the legs. her. Well, he, he didn't care. Here's the so- whatever. We'll get Prince to that. Prince Eric did not give a shit. <laughs> he didn't. He was like 17. Right? He'd been at sea a while. How much of Disney is people trying to fuck mutant people or like beast animal people? It doesn't more than you'd think given Walt Disney's history. Hey, anyway. Uh, all right. <laughs> so you can find well, us on Instagram at was, Video City Podcast. I was going to say that was Video City. Joe, tell us where the people can find us. And you can find us on Twitter at Video City Pod. And stay tuned because next time. We'll be watching something else, and it has Mick Jagger. That's all I got. Yay! Next time on Video City. You just watched your husband explode. A normal human... Sorry, not husband. Boyfriend. Brother. Brother. (laughs) Brother. Brother. (laughs) You watched your brother explode, brother.